Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Now watch what God does as they recognize this. And look at verse 4. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, both of them. And Peter said, look at us. Here's what I want you to write. Christ followers have compassion like Jesus. They love people, especially lost people. We've grown up hearing stories about great men and women of history. We have movies that tell about their lives in just a few hours. We also create superheroes to further train our brains that we must be super or great in order to accomplish anything in history. This might be true for the world's standards, but it's not for God. He doesn't need you to be a superhero or great in order to change the world. When our lives are controlled by the Holy Spirit, our lives become great. We receive a boldness to do things we've never been able to do before. Let God take your ordinary and do the extraordinary. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 John chapter 2, verse 6, with part one of our message entitled, Jesus, Follow Me and Become Like Me. We looked at these three doors. The door, as you see there, the door of salvation, and then the door of ministry and the door of heaven. Now, notice there's a door between the door of salvation and the door of heaven. Once you get saved, by the way, if you if you ever want to go to heaven, you have to walk through the door of salvation. And there'll be people this morning in our campuses that have never gotten saved. They want to go to heaven. Well, that's the door you have to walk through. But see, after you walk through that door of salvation, you don't stand out in front of the church and say, when's the next bus coming so I can go to heaven? There is a door in between. Do you see what that door is? Can you see it? Watch how this verse on the overhead shows us what Jesus was talking about. Watch it this. We learned it last week. John 20, 21. Jesus with his disciples just before he's here for about 40 days and he goes back to heaven. Look what Jesus says to them. As the Father has sent me. In other words, I came to this earth to do some things. I am sending you. Now you're going to see a lot this morning, a door of opportunity. This is what the door of ministry is. It's a door of opportunity. When I say door, I want you to say with me this morning, door of opportunity. So here we go. Door, door of opportunity. What does that mean? Well, there's going to be lots of things as we go through. The door, uh, an opportunity is to minister. So when I minister, I can't stand and look at the door and go, nice door. 
No, I have to walk through the door. And you're going to see today when I walk through the door, the door of ministry is always touching people. That's why we're here. So we're going to look and watch what happens. What Jesus really says, and by the way, John was there. Turn to 1 John 2.6. John the apostle was there. He heard Jesus say, as I've been sent, I'm sending you guys. He heard that. And what Jesus was simply saying was this. I'm going to send you into the world to continue the mission that I started. I'm sending you to become like me and to minister like me. Here's 1 John 2.6. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. That word walk means lifestyle. So the first thing I want you to write this morning, remember, this is a command from God. We're to walk with or live like, however you want to put that, Jesus, and imitate his example, his conduct, and his attitude. Now, there's lots of ways to find that out. You can read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and watch Jesus. Or we can take the rest of the New Testament, as we're going to do this morning, and watch some disciples actually walk through doors of ministry, and we're going to see how they match that lifestyle of Jesus. Now, all of us are in a process of becoming like Him. Nobody here has arrived. So as I go through today, I want you to put a little checklist on yourself. You can get online later. Your sticky notes will have it. And how are you doing becoming like Him? How are you doing? If I'm doing well, then I'm accomplishing the will of God. Because basic, basic bottom line of the will of God is for me to basically become like Him and minister like Him. That's why we're here. Now turn in your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 4, if you will. Let me give you a quick background. Peter and John uh, are, are going to the temple. You'll see that in a few moments. And uh, as they go there, they, God gives them the power and the ability to uh, heal a lame man, a man that had been lame all his life. This began to open lots of doors for Peter and John to speak. Doors of opportunity, also doors of persecution. And as Peter is preaching... At verse 12, he he makes a bold statement. We'll come to this again, but I want you to see it in context. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Now remember, Peter's speaking to the Jewish religious leaders who didn't believe in Jesus, or even if they did believe in Jesus, they certainly believed he was dead. They had crucified him. It's over with. Look at verse 13. And when they saw the courage, the boldness of Peter and John, and realized that they were simply unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. And if you've never underlined this in your Bible, would you underline it this morning here in Vieira, those of you watching online? And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Luke writes about this condescending attitude these highly religious leaders had for these unschooled fishermen. See, they were unschooled. They hadn't attended some kind of rabbinical school. They hadn't been trained under a great rabbi like Gamaliel. They were simply, well, educated but unschooled religiously. They were, they were simply fishermen. 
But these religious leaders, as they looked at them, they saw that Peter and John had been influenced by those three years that they had walked with Jesus. As they looked at Peter and John, they saw the character of Jesus. And they had just heard about an extension of the ministry of Jesus. And they make the statement. Peter and John don't make the statement. They make the statement. I want you to write it down this morning. The time they had spent with Jesus left his mark on them. My question to you this morning is, is that mark of conduct and attitude increasing in your life? In my life, Peter and John, this is what shocked the religious leaders. They were simply ordinary people. Notice that's what Luke writes. Ordinary people. Would you just take your, your finger you like to point at your neighbor and just tell them this morning you're ordinary. Just look them right in the eye and tell them they're ordinary. Okay, just tell them you're ordinary. Everybody here is what? Tell me. We're all, we're just ordinary people. But there's one difference. These two men were changed ordinary people. When they began to walk with Jesus, that lifestyle of Jesus left its mark on them. So here's what I want you to write, because this is what we're to do. They were changed ordinary people. Now, Jesus kind of gave us a clue that that should always happen. That change never stops. We're always in this process, uh, uh, Romans eight twenty nine of becoming like him. Look, at students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained, by the way, we'll never get there, will become like the teacher. So as we learn the word, that's why we want to get the word out to people around the world that don't have a chance to read the Bible, God will change us. Now remember, Jesus didn't just come to save us and then say, okay, in a couple of years I'm taking you to heaven. Just have a nice life. No, he came to change us. So when people see us, here's the challenge this morning. When people see you and me, they're probably not going to say what you just heard, but they should be seeing some of Jesus. It's not like because we have a hat on. It's not like because we have a bumper sticker that you put in the back of your window, Calvary Chapel one. By the way, you should have one. They're free. Get you one. Put it on there. You'll drive better. Just put it on there. <laughs> but you're going to see some traits, some traits that I want you to write down this morning. This is the way Jesus lived. If I'm going to be like him, if my lifestyle is going to be like him, then I need to write these down. So a little checkoff list for you. Now, you're close by. Go to, back to Acts chapter 3, verse 1. At here in Vera, those of you watching online. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. First little checkoff list to see how we're doing is this one. Write this. Christ followers pray like Jesus. The disciples, when they watched Jesus during those three years, one of the things that captured their attention, we sometimes don't get it, was they watched Jesus pray. Notice here, Mark 1.35. Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place, place where he prayed. Well, that wasn't the only time. That happened so much 
that one day the disciples got Jesus kind of in a corner. Remember what they said to him? They didn't say to him, hey, I like your teaching style. Can you tell us? Well, how about teaching us how to teach people? No, they got Jesus in a corner. And what did they say? Would you teach us how to pray? And Jesus said, no problem. Our Father who art in heaven. He began to teach them how to pray. Why did they ask to be taught? Because they saw the huge difference it made. If I'm going to be like Jesus, then you and I are going to have to have a, a vibrant prayer life. You see, when I pray, you know this, things happen. When I don't pray, things simply don't happen. Maybe there's something in your life this morning, and you go, oh my goodness, I never even prayed about that. Simple, everyday things in our life, we have not because we ask that. Most of you can quote the verse, but we all sometimes forget the simplicity of prayer. Now, verse 2. Now, a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. All right? Door. Okay, four of you got it. Door. Door of opportunity. As they're walking by and this man says to them, give me some money, you're going to go like, I don't like that door of opportunity. No, this is a door of opportunity. This is a door of ministry. This is an opportunity. This is a divine appointment that God put in there. Watch this. This is a divine appointment that God put in there. Uh, This man is asking for some help. Now watch what God does as they recognize this. And look at verse 4. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, both of them. And Peter said, look at us. Here's what I want you to write. Christ followers have compassion like Jesus. They love people, especially lost people. Where did the disciples get that from? Matthew 9.36, when he saw the crowds, Jesus, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. As they lived with Jesus, they saw that Jesus saw the crowd, but he saw faces. He saw individuals. He saw needs. And he didn't just see them and go, oh, look at whatever. He had compassion on them, sympathy, mercy, empathy. It's important If we are going to recognize divine appointments when God brings us around hurting people, that we take our eyes off ourself. I'm very selfish, so are you. If I continue to live life only thinking about me in the everyday things of life, I will never ever have vision for ministry. If I think about me every day, God is going to give us divine appointments with other people. All kinds of things. But if I only am thinking about my things, what I have to do, all these things, not bad things, just all the things I have to do. When those doors come, I'm going to walk right on by them. And I'm going to leave undone many people. See, Jesus, he knew when God was going to open a door. Peter now knows this is an opportunity to minister to someone because I have compassion on this man. Now, when you think about that, why is Peter stopping here? Because this is a normal thing. They, they went to prayer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, pretty normal as Jewish people did. They would walk the same entrance into the temple. 
These beggars, this guy's been there since birth. He's going to be there every day. Why that day? Why that man? Here's the difference. Write it down. Christ followers are led by the Spirit like Jesus. When we see the lifestyle of Jesus, the Bible says he was full of the Holy Spirit and he was led by the Spirit. The disciples had learned that the Holy Spirit would speak to Jesus and lead him in certain situations. One day, they were there in Jerusalem, and they were going back north to Galilee. And they got up that morning, and Jesus said to his disciples this. You remember it. You remember it well. Uh, I must go to Samaria. And the disciples said, well, Jesus, you know, we don't go to the Samaritan people. We go around that nation. We're not interested in those people. They're half-breeds. I must go to Samaria. Now, how did Jesus know that? He was led by the Spirit. And you remember what happened. He meets a woman at the well, and pretty soon the whole town comes out and gets saved. I must go. So Peter stops, John stops, because they're led by the Spirit to this one man. By the way, you can be led by the Spirit. That's a normal thing for It's not weird like, oh, I'm getting a little chill now. I'm going to stop and talk to this person. You do. They'll be gone. They don't want to hear a weirdo. But you're going to hear the Spirit say to you, okay, it's time to say a word. Just a word. Just a word. Just say it. Just say a word. Not long ago, my wife was walking, and she came across an individual in the neighborhood and just spoke. It opened up a whole door of conversation to uh, all kinds of disease and hospitalization and whatever. And it was just a word of encouragement. See, you, you never know. And so if we're going to focus on self, we'll just walk by. But if we're being led by the Spirit, we're going to walk through that door of ministry and we're going to touch people's lives. Well, watch what happens next. Look at verse 5. So the man gave his attention, expecting to get something from them. And Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What that mean? That's the authority and the power of Jesus. Jesus gave all of us that at the Great Commission, Matthew 28. He says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk, and taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. What happened there? Either a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, a supernatural healing, some extra amount of faith. Can you imagine? Probably I, I can imagine Peter saying, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And he stopped her breath. What did I just say? Walk. Where did that come from? Write this down because it's not just being led by the Spirit. You can't be led by the Spirit unless you're filled with the Spirit. See, Christ followers minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. The ability of man is not equal to the power of God. Now, you're going to see that in a moment. Now, Jesus lived his whole life on earth in the power of the Spirit. He remained filled under the influence. Well, when Peter raised this man, look at verse 8. He jumped up to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them in the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Let's just stop there for a moment. How long had it been since this man had ever walked? He never walked. Let me challenge you this morning. Do not ever underestimate the miracle-working power of God. See, we isolate things. This man had never walked. Now, we believe in medicine. We believe in surgeons. Absolutely. If this guy had gone to a surgeon 
and he'd have done everything he can do and would have maybe fixed him. Tell me, how long before he's walking? The same moment when he comes out of the recovery room? Tell me, yes or no? Come on, no. Okay, how long before he's jumping? Could be a long time. How many have been to rehab? You know what that's like, don't you? Stretch that like, What happened here? Instantly. Feet, muscles, sinews, all kinds of tendons that have never worked, work perfectly. What is that? That's a miracle of God. Do not underestimate God. Now, because of that, it came because of the authority And it came because of the power of Jesus. Well, look what happens. When all the, what? People. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. Now, what have they seen? They're seeing the same man that has now been what? Changed. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. Now, while the beggar held on to Peter and John... Here we go again. All the people were astonished. And not only the ones that had just seen this, but the word traveled fast. And they came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. Let's try it again like unison, okay? Door. Do you see this as a door opportunity? This man is healed. He's jumping up and down. Pretty soon the word spreads. And Peter's standing there. And what's he have in front of him? Thousands of people. What would you call that? God, let me get out of here. I don't like crowds. <laughs> no, that, that's a door of opportunity. That's a door of what? That's a door of ministry. Who opened the door? God did. Because Peter was obedient. I hope you're getting, beginning to see this. You're like, well, Pastor Mark, that's not me. Yes, it is you. But many, many times simpler ways. So watch what happens when we see this. The disciples had watched Jesus always going to where lost people were. Jesus would always go to the marketplace. He didn't do a lot of stuff in the temple other than maybe turn over tables. He went to the marketplace where lost people were. And so this is what Peter now goes. These people are confused. They're lost. I know exactly what Jesus would do. Watch this. Here's what you want to write. Christ followers go to the marketplace of life around lost people like Jesus. You see, Jesus, when given the Great Commission, said to us, go. We must go where lost people are. They're searching for meaning and purpose in their lives. God designed the church to be a place where you and I are trained to go out into the marketplace of life and share the good news. That's one of the reasons we're here this morning. I'm trying to go through the Word of God to challenge you that there are doors of opportunity in front of us that always are there, but we miss them because we're focused only on our own self. We all have doors in our life that we choose to walk through. They're the door of ministry, the door of salvation, and the door of heaven. Pastor Mark focused on the door of ministry in today's message. This is an exciting door of opportunity. This door is always touching people's lives. God has sent His children into the world so that we may continue the work He started when He lived here. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show us that there are doors of opportunity in our lives every day. When we walk in obedience to God's calling, He will open these doors for us. But we will have to be willing to go through them when He calls. This may be the marketplace of life. This is where the people that are lost are. We must get our eyes off ourselves and look at others for these open doors. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ball of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right. Let us hear your lessons for